We're already recording. Yeah, I already said what? Shut up. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. I still have to say I haven't even smoked yet. I'm stone sober. God, your guys are fucking some might consider that to be a good thing. Yeah, it could be advantageous to us, but Oh um, my god. My fucking canister was open in the bag. The lid was still open. <laughs> you guys, all my weed is in this big thing of paraphernalia. Do you That's see what so I mean? Gay. Like, what am <laughs> you guys? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> He's the time wastingest man that there ever was. <laughs> time wastingest. So anyway. Oh yeah, so let's, anyway. let's do this fucking podcast. And shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Got no time to be a punk. Kids are asleep, so let's get drunk. So this is episode 11 of The Kids Are Asleep. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm here recording in uh, the Pilsen neighborhood in Chicago, joined by my beautiful wife, Sarah. Hello. And uh, we're also joined by Ben, another Illinoisian. I'm Ben. I'm the Illinoisiest one. Who's a wazzle? He's yeah, also the one with the kids. Ben, are the kids asleep? I could confidently say that River is not asleep. It was my turn to put River to sleep tonight, and I did it like 15 minutes before we were supposed to start this. And so, she's I read just a book in her bed, fully clothed. shoes. She said, I forgot to give her her water, so I just ran to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> filled my hands with water through it and just splashed her in the face and just ran out the room. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the status of the, of the titular children. Yeah. Uh, yeah we're no. also joined by a uh, our standard Rhode Island goon, Tim, but also oh. a special guest. Uh, making her podcast debut, <laughs> I believe, on any podcast ever. This is Hannah. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to be right. legally binded to this. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But she will be legally binded to Tim. Hannah, do you want to introduce yourself for the people who listen? I'm Hannah, and I'm Tim's fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Among many other things, <laughs> for the purposes of context here, um, we have uh, we've discussed on the podcast before. Uh, how Tim is Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers, and uh, Hanna was apparently in agreement with that position and has come here to offer support, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's definitely t- <laughs> Bob Belcher. <laughs> now, did you come up on this? Did you come up on this on your uh, on your own with before hearing that we had already? Come to this conclusion? No, <laughs> no, no. no. He... no. She just agreed immediately no, yeah, and strongly. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's hilarious. I feel like <laughs> the thing with Tim uh, being Bob Belcher is there's not even like a specific Bob Belcher thing that he does. It's just like his like. Mm. <laughs> no, it's just it's because it's because like 
all the people around him are just like totally insane and he pretends that it's really annoying all the time but actually he really loves it and you just like know that and like he also just accepts that you are insane he like never tries to change anyone's insanity he just kind of grumbles about it and goes right along with it i do feel like that is that is incredibly accurate but it wouldn't work without his specific tone of voice <laughs> it operates at the same timber kind of you know? oh god it's like a low kind of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i've definitely seen scenes in bob's burgers where bob communicates in grunts and i feel like tim does the same thing you yeah. hear a lot of grunt based conversations in our house <laughs> <laughs> grunts are extremely useful and i feel like work well also on podcasts Hmm. That's true. Uh, and they I can, uh, of, yeah, depending on like the, uh, to, um, to an oh, older episode, it. and I'm just going to talk right through you. I was listening right. to an older episode, and uh, I was like, I was listening to it much louder in the car than I normally would in my headphones. And Mesler was saying something, and I kept agreeing with him, and it was just like, mmm, mmm, mmm. <laughs> 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 You know, some, anybody passing by, like, just hearing that, not being able to hear the <laughs> podcast in your headphones would have been very suspicious of what you were doing. Well, it was in my car very loudly, actually, so they would have been really totally Even suspicious. Much more suspicious. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway. Well, I, feel, I feel very validated by this. Um, like, you know. What did you say, Tim, when we told you that the first time? I still don't see it. (laughs) Don't see it. Exactly what Bob would say. Yeah, exactly what what Bob would say. That's true. Oh God! This is a thing. This is like, you know what this is like? It's uh, it's it's uh, it's Kafka esque, man. It's like (laughs) (laughs) what? It's like it's Kafka esque. Like every oh. time I say I'm not like Bob, or it's like no, I'm not, or like I make like a disapproving noise when being compared to Bob. You just go, oh, that's totally Bob. <laughs> like there's nothing I can do that doesn't make me Bob. Just own it, own it, man. You, you know what? I don't see. There's nothing you can do to hide your true true nature. It's true. You just are. You, you, you are Bob. You imbibe the Bobness. Yeah. <laughs> you're my family and I love you, but you're terrible. You're all terrible. I don't say that. Well, that's all you no. say. Kind of too. Do you, you know what I don't see is uh, like just hearing you, Tim. Like, so we've gotten our first reviews for this podcast uh, via Sarah's sister, Kelly. And she confirmed what people have said before and that me and Tim supposedly are indiscernible from each other. And I don't hear it. I just don't like there's times like in the audio recording where we do. I don't know. Hannah, do I sound does it set? Like, am I coming through here? It doesn't sound like Tim is talking to you, right? No, I, I don't think you guys sound that much alike. But every once in a while on the podcast, it like. It's just like a trick of the microphone or something. I think that's what it is. It's just audio. The art for some reason we we might reach the same register at times, and so I'm going to talk up. I'm going to be upper. I'm going to be Mister Up, uh, and up. <laughs> up and down. 
chipper, uh, you are the most chipper member of this podcast. So I'm trying. I'm trying. That's why right. I'm trying to reach that persona so that I can be distinguished <laughs> from Tim at least. That's one reason. Somebody else like, "Hey, man, you're, you're you're seeming a lot more positive and upbeat lately." <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just no, doing this. Like, you're what you douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, 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 real quick. Sorry. Wait, what happened? Did Holly say goodbye? <laughs> she Irish goodbye to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> she learned yeah. from the best. She <laughs> learned from the best. Just slowly stuck away. Well, uh, I, it was my idea. She just agreed to go along with the bit. <laughs> but she is now going to go back to enjoying her evening. Yeah, and she should. Podcast. Um, so I guess that's as good as time as any to um, get right down to beer of the week. That was a bad one. We did not do a good job on that. I think we nailed it. Are you guys kidding me? That's a keeper. Ben, you wanna you wanna kick us off here? Uh, yeah, sure. So we're gonna be. I'm continuing um, New Belgium Month, as it were. Uh, Last week I started with my favorite, and I thought this week I'd follow it up with much the same. It's basically like. Just following in its footsteps. Uh, last week I did Voodoo Ranger uh, IPA. This is Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. I don't understand. I've referenced this before. I don't understand the like the people jumping off the IPA bandwagon. I, I couldn't be. I don't know. Like I, I've been more in love with IPAs. I'm definitely not as in love as I was when I first like got into it when it was great or whatever. It's like you know, but I still just a good IPA is just so damn tasty. At any rate, 7.5 ABV, like I said, uh, 42 IBUs, the hops in this bad boy. What do you want to – I'm not going to make you guys guess, but there's five hops. makes a very flavorful and tasty Citra, Cascade, Centennial, Simcoe, Nugget. Uh, And I know I have a lot of Citra and Centennial hops, so that's a lot of it. It's uh, it's really good. I mean, it's like when when it comes to an IPA, it's just very – you know, the juicy – haze part of it uh makes it just very like extra citrusy more than the regular food ranger ipa and it just tastes great i think i gave food ranger ipa a 4.5 i can't remember i would give this a 4.25 it's a great great ipa juicy hazy eastern you said tim it's an east coast ipa because it's hazy yeah that's the style but like I would I hate to accuse people of playing dirty and brewing, but I would I would wonder if that isn't that haze is not created by uh lupulin powder or like even like like Are you accusing New Belgium of an artificial haze? I am. I don't think they're using less flocculent yeast. I think they're using flocculent yeast. I don't think they're using less flocculent yeast. Those are some hazy accusations, man. Yeah, I cannot get this camera. I'm sorry. Um, well, so uh, moving on. Who's next? Let's, uh, let's Tim. Uh, let's use some of that expertise and hear from Tim. What's your beer of the week, Tim? Uh, so this is kind of a flyer, uh, and it's pretty good. Pretty good to a very flyer? good. Flyer. 
Uh, it's one I just kind of I bought it on a whim. I didn't do a lot of research on it. You know, usually I'll sure. like look at the untapped rating or whatever, but I didn't look at the right. untapped rating until after I bought it. Um, I just it's just this brewery has been showing up in my neighborhood. It's called Battery Steel Brewing. Uh, by the way, I know I, I people see me as the bully of this podcast. But I'm gonna, <laughs> Is that I'm true? Gonna put, I'm gonna tell you the people have been like, like, like like, the bad boy of this podcast, always being so mean to everybody. (laughs) I just don't. I'm not aware of this reputation. I don't know. I feel like I get accused. You guys accuse me of being a bully. What's uh? So what? Where are you gonna set the record straight? You're not the bully of the podcast. Ben is the bully because Uh, I was in the liquor store today looking for a beer of the week. And I was like actively only looking for IPAs, only so that Ben wouldn't get mad at me <laughs> and like ruin my whole entire beer of the week segment. You know what? I commend you. Uh, you just got yourself out of a swirly. <laughs> so, so what is what is this beer of the week that Ben bullied you into buying? Battery Steel uh, Brewing Company, uh, Portland, Maine. Uh, flume f-l-u-m-e flume double ipa it's uh it's really fucking good i mean this is just it's i don't know i don't know what the deal with this brewery is i've never heard of them before i just totally just grabbed these randomly uh people give it about a 4.25 generally that's the average rating on untapped i would call it the same thing it's just uh uh i mean it's just solid it just does everything you want out of an east coast ipa uh, it's not like super like crazy. It's not exceptional, but it is like a good a good beer among a, like a plethora of good beers out here. Right on. Every every beer of the week ends up with Tim basically emphasizing that he's spoiled. Yeah, for beer. I am. I, I just end up being I'm jealous. Okay yeah, of being in Rhode Island, so apparently just surrounded by awesome breweries. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Well, Sarah and I are once again sharing a beer of the week. Um, And it kind of goes along with what we were talking about last week. Unfortunately, I couldn't find what I actually wanted for this week. So I had to do a last minute substitution. But I feel like that's okay. Um, The beer of the week is... Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, baby. Woo! Yes. Drink summer fun titties. (laughs) I second that drink summer fun titties. Um, Thanks all. It's not very good. Uh, it's, um, it's not very it's good. like the, uh, it is we all just applauded it like, here's the thing is it's a staple uh, of summer drinking um, it, it's okay but i'll tell you the rattler we had last week just you know Way i'm better. thinking about that and this just can't compare at all true um true and i think the beer of the week that we'll have next time will also be better Ooh. Um, but it's be good I mean, it's definitely refreshing continued but it's definitely refreshing. Um, you know, it's light, light as hell. It tastes like a Miller 64 with some, like, was used to water down some lemonade is what it tastes like. No, um, man, it's been a, a while since I had a Shandy, but that they're, I remember them being, like, tasty, refreshing, you know? I mean, it's, again, it's not that it's not tasty. It's just not oh. the... It's a thir- the, like a, thir- a little bit... Sh- There's question. Here's my... Here, I'm gonna, I'll, get, I'll get technical. Okay. The citrus isn't as sharp as the Rattler, which I think is important in a drink like this. And also the beer flavor isn't really pronounced at all. Uh, and that's kind of my, I mean, I'll take another sip here. Here's the thing about Chandy though. 
it's a shandy is not it's not like a, a rattler is a is a is a cocktail of beer and uh fruit juice and a shandy is a cocktail of beer and lemonade not lemon juice um so neither of them are technically beers um they're cocktails with beer as the spirit um so like they're very like they're very different and like a shandy like not tasting like beer is kind of the same purpose as a margarita not tasting like tequila you know what i mean right like the fruit juice is the mixer yeah i just i feel like i could taste the beer in a rattler despite the sharp grapefruitness but either way i didn't really get this beer so that we can spend a lot of time talking about Line and Google Summer Shandy. My dear, do you have anything to add about this particular beer? I think you covered it all. Thank you. <laughs> the real reason I got Summer Shandy wasn't to talk about Summer Shandy. It was actually because it reminded me of a hilarious story that Tim told years and years ago, and I was hoping he would tell it again on the podcast. <laughs> His smile when you hear that. <laughs> Is this the, the bachelor party? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, God. Oh, God. I remember this. Hold on, I gotta be. Oh fuck! I, the story. I, gotta, I gotta do some remembering, and I gotta be real careful. So I'm at a bachelor party. I'm at a bachelor party, and I hate it's like a gross bachelor party. Like, go like the gro- that gross strip club on Ridgeland, like near the Walmart. Um, so we go there uh, to. All right, so <laughs> I get a ride down from the city. I'm living in the city. I get a ride down to the suburbs to uh to go to this and uh i go into this fucking place and i just don't want to do it i'm like i adam i'm not like like good uh, goody two shoes i'm not like trying to be on a high horse i just don't really like strip clubs i don't like them they make me uncomfortable but i went because it was uh, important for me to be there and i uh just kind of like sat there while this one person i'm related to just kept ordering uh bottle service uh vodka and uh just having the strippers massage his shoulders which somehow is even creepier than a lap dance (laughs) uh so there's just that and i like i'm not a vodka guy and there's like i don't i'm not like have that i don't have that much money at this time so i'm not gonna play strip club strip club prices for beer and so i'm just drinking this vodka and just getting joylessly angrily drunk like not having fun like not even really feeling drunk in the traditional sense, just impaired, just worse at everything I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? And then like we're going to a second location, which I knew was a mistake to begin with. But I get in the car of the of the aforementioned uh, 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 bottle service orderer and uh we're driving to oh fucking christ we were going to the casino there's a second part to this story so we're going to the casino uh down in wherever the fuck it is joliet or some other toilet town and uh we get um we get in the car and god damn it i don't remember exactly what they said uh it was like who's ready it was something on the order of who's ready to party and there's like I six. Was, wait, I think no, this let is, us tell it. No, I, I just this is the line. This has been the most I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a bad one. The line I remember. <laughs> this, this is the reason. The entire reason 
I bought the summer shandy. I knew this All was right. a bad it's, idea. It's because when I, store. when I, I saw summer shandy, the line that popped into my head was, who's ready to dominate some beers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Actually good. Actually good interruption. That's a quality interruption because that's what it was. Yeah, we got in the car. And somebody, I don't remember who it was. Like I said, six dudes in this car, like shoulder to shoulder. Uh, and like somebody yells, shouts, who's ready to dominate some beers? And then produces a four pack of Liney Kugel summer shandies. That's the best part. It's, it's four of them. <laughs> and there's how many? There's like six or how many? Yes. Do? More than four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, oh my god! So and they're they did not dominate. even like they're not even beers technically. Like I mean, that's the ugh. yeah. And then we Ooh. went to the awful, awful, awful casino where I continued to get drunk for free, but not have any fun. And there was just oh, like these people who like um, it, while people were playing blackjack, did like celebrity impersonations like on these stages between the blackjack tables. And one of them was like this skinny wiener boy who looked like he was like 18, who was doing Frank Sinatra and like actually singing. And then like this other one was this woman who was doing like a Lady Gaga thing, but she was just pretty much just dancing to the track from the CD. And then they were just like performing for no one, just just degenerate gamblers and like the far the exurbs of Chicago just gambling away the mortgage on fucking blackjack while like these fucking like lowest fuck like form of performance art like motherfuckers perform and they just ignore them it was fucking gruesome oh god bleak yeah um and then uh i like seriously called someone to come get me from joliet and bring me back to chicago because i couldn't handle it hilarious so, Whoa. Summer Shandies. This episode is brought to you by Summer Shandies. <laughs> will never give us any money for this podcast. No. no. Nor should they. By the time that we had a horrible time <laughs> drinking them. And we, and we mocked someone for daring to suggest that be drinking a line in Kugel is cool in any context whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, just is that even, dominating... What, some beers is the least accurate description of what was about to happen. You were going to split four shandies, shandies. between six people. Yeah. Were they like like, they like least, sixth graders? Were they at least like yeah. sixteen? Pounds? That's like some. They super were. They were tall. Right they were tall boys. I will say they were tall boys, but there was only. Uh, well, yeah. all right. That's a little bit. That does kind of <laughs> validate it a bit. At any rate, well, how do you guys feel about the internet? Yeah, so this is episode 11. We're talking about the internet. It spans the globe like a superhighway. It is called internet. And, uh, you know, I just want to preface this by saying I listened to this great um, talk that Jacobin Magazine put on on YouTube. I think it was a couple of days ago. It was called Log the Fuck Off with Amber and Matt from Chapo Trap House. And it was moderated by Ben Fong. I think what I kind of came to realize is that 
people are political on the internet as a coping mechanism for the lack of political opportunities in their lives. Uh, they want to feel like they're expressing some sort of political uh, belief that they hold, so the values that make up who the, what they consider to be their identity, but they don't see opportunities for that in their human in their normal life because we live in mostly depoliticized lives. We don't have a lot of encounters day to day with politics in any meaningful sense. It was just a, it was a good talk and they kind of expanded upon some stuff where it's basically like the internet has kind of tricked people into thinking they're doing politics when the, what they're really doing is having opinions. Message. And so, you know, the title of the talk, log the fuck off, you know, people, they acknowledge that it's ironic coming from two people who, you know, got famous on the internet, but also I think it's a good thing for, uh, you know, people have tricked themselves into thinking the internet is a way to actually affect change. And it's really just not. So that's my preface to this episode and I'll stop being a bummer now. Um, or at least I'll do my best. Well, that's the duality say, of, that's the, the tone of this. I mean, Jesus, the duality ahead, of the bro. internet is really like, that's like almost the best way to understand it. Cause it can bring so much joy to your life and also so much just misery and hatred. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's For like sure. the ultimate double-edged sword to like the, like the real extremes of like fury sometimes. What I call stupid anger. <laughs> well, speaking of stupid and the internet, I think we can kick off by acknowledging that uh, our large wet boy has been particularly hilarious on Twitter uh, this week. Well, Dude, he's mean, the king. Wait, he, yeah, no, he wins at the internet. That's it. He's the best... He, Twitter he user ever. Twitter to become president of the United States. <laughs> well, let me tell you about Twitter. I think that maybe I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Twitter. No, he's... That just volumes as to why the internet is bad. That's, I mean, the, that's that side of the sword. He's the, the he's the Picasso. He's the Frank Lloyd Wright. He's the he's the Mozart. He's the best in the he's the best of his art. He's the best tweeter there ever was. I, I would never vote for him for anything, any elected office besides president of Twitter, but I would absolutely yeah. elect him president of Twitter. I mean, let's if be clear. Would... Like, the official stance of this podcast is orange man, very, very bad. But yes. bad. but game, bad. game recognized game when it comes to Twitter. I mean, I pray every day that, as we discussed on a previous episode, the blood clots that are competing for... Uh, Maybe we didn't talk about this, but basically like Joe Biden versus Donald Trump is like, it's dependent on like whose blood clot moves up their leg the fastest. But, uh, <laughs> and every day, and every day I pray that Donald Trump's blood clot makes its way up and, you know, come on comrade blood clot. But uh, right. uh, we're all pulling for you, buddy. I had some tweet that was like talking about the anarchists at the Capitol Hill autonomous zone, putting up, uh, barricades. He was like, the first thing they did was build a wall. Hmm. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, you fucking troll. You absolute king troll. You motherfucker. It's, it's funny, though. Yeah. I, I lulled. Uh, and, but I think uh, my thing about this, talking about the internet, like, that's what's going on with the internet now. And we're all kind of steeped in it. But when we decided that we were going to talk about it, I got to thinking about some like older stuff. Like, the first memory I really have is failing at playing doom on a 56k mode uh, with my cousin but uh the first actual memory i have is aol welcome and especially aol instant messenger like i know i had the internet oh, before that God. But aol instant messenger was like 
man, I remember that shit. Sarah, did you have AOL? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who didn't have AOL? Kids. I remember when AOL came, they sent floppy disks in the mail. Yeah. To download AOL onto your computer. Well, not floppy disks. You mean CDs. They were CDs. Floppy disks that was the first. Floppy disks? Like the sliding cartridge. Yes. The metal sliding. Not the not the fly not the five inch floppy disks, but the three and a half inch floppy disks that were hard disks, but everyone called them floppy disks because that's what the old ones had been called. Oh, well, whatever. Diskettes, known fondly as floppies, have been around since the late 1960s in some form or another. The earliest ones were 8 inches in diameter, and these were eventually supplanted by 5 and a quarter inch and 3 and a half inch versions, along with several lesser known sizes in between. I just remember no, going been... from floppy disk to CD. No, there was like AOL 2.0, early, early, right. early shit. Mm-hmm. I think the that was like the wild, like, wild west of the internet, you know? Yeah. It was like, it That's was wild. Was. Well, it the was. internet was it so was. wild. The internet was so wild that you needed something like AOL to like contextualize it for you. You've got mail. Like we didn't have search engines at that point. Yeah. Know? We didn't oh, have when we, decided, when we decided that we were going to do this uh, topic, I realized when we talked about the old internet, this is just like identifying us as a millennial podcast, basically. I mean, no, well, I mean, that's like, who we are. And, and that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. But there was a time when AOL, like free trial CDs were so frequent that I specifically remember having a bunch of, like you'd get magazines, like there's like any magazine that would come to our house, like, like enticing you for free subscriptions would have a free trial of AOL. Like you said, Sarah, like, 2.0, 3.0, whatever, attached well, to I'm it. Not, and I if I'm not collected mistaken, so but, many that I just like frisbee them off bridges because they, they were so, they were everywhere, which is not, well, you shouldn't but, do it. That's littering, it's bad, but they were everywhere. All right, all right. Another <laughs> tale of your woeful worth childhood. Yeah. Well, this was in we Chicago Ridge. Have- this was technically closer to Dan than it was me. It was off the Southwest Highway Bridge. Going yeah, from, but you're uh, from Worth. Like, you're it from Worth. Yeah, it's the nah, you bring the Worth wherever you go. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to, I wanted to point out that those discs were so ubiquitous that we, uh, in the last episode, we talked about the '90s party that Sarah threw, and one of the runners up, the queen of the party, was a '90s was an AOL uh, CD-ROM. That was, That's right. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, but there you go. AOL, AOL was Full one circle. thing, but AIM, AIM in AIM. particular, AIM was, was like life for a while. Oh my God. Yeah. Rush home from school to watch TRL and get on AIM. Well, yeah. ben, that was my experience. Ben started asking what everyone's uh, uh, AIM name. Your name, oh, yeah. your name. Do you remember? Funny, funny thing. Let's my email still is my name and just random numbers 9674 and that's what I've had since day one I made that that was your aim name I still have it that's hilarious (laughs) I had like a rotating cast I think one was like unoriginal name oh so dense yeah yeah Yeah, I do remember that (laughs) yeah what was yours, Tim? Oh, the one that I, uh, the one that I used the most was uh, Last Podcast Two Player. Um, 
That was no, like my no, last podcast too, Blair. No, last, last, no, last, last play play. Too. You've last podcast on the left fan, you. There's no place to escape to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. The one that I used the most was uh, uh, last played <laughs> two player. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I had, a, like, I had a bunch. No, I was no, no. like, tell, tell the audience what it's based on. Oh, it's just as bad. I don't know. It was a bad Sega Genesis video game that me and a, f- a friend used to play together. Not or Dreamcast, maybe. I don't know. Um, the whole episode could then, be done on that game alone. But continue. It's a very silly game. Uh, and I had a few. I had like I was into Slipknot for a while, so I had uh, Crazy Maggot One Eleven. I had uh I also had ones that were like when I was starting to like I had like a, a brief dalliance with emo so I had names like wow me suburbia and shit like that and what? uh I know I don't think I, I know. talked to you on aim because I don't remember very cringy you would only remember last blade 2 player hey, well, I mean that that well, yeah, that I do up, only like, remember last blade 2 player that one for sure our adolescence on the beginnings of the internet. That's yeah. scary as hell. But thankfully, we were still anonymous. That's the nice thing. And we only. Well, here's the thing I was going to say, though, is like what AOL, honestly, like here, AIM was cool and all, but like there wasn't, all, all it was was a one to one instant messenger, right? There was no group chats of any kind, right? There were there on were, AIM. Yeah. No, there were yeah. like. Was there? Wait, what were those? There so there chat were, rooms. Yeah, there, there was ads. Yeah, 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 AIM, no, AIM, AIM was. I think AIM was one on one, but there were AOL chat rooms. Because no. there would be like. Yeah, AOL was chat rooms. Yeah. AIM was not. Yeah. AIM was just an instant messenger. Yeah. AOL AIM, had the fucking chat rooms. And that AIM, was Wild West. No, that is something we should get into. The AIM chat room or the AOL chat rooms no, were bonkers. AOL chat rooms. Yeah. It's crazy. All you would see, because here's the thing, like for context, for people who aren't younger than millennials, it's like you would just like you could literally just hit like I I don't remember exactly what like you'd have to hit, but like you'd get it. You could just be in a random chat room with just a bunch of randos and you could be up to like 100 people all typing at once. And there was a bunch of messages just great. And and all you'd see 50 percent of the messages are ASL, ASL. Age, sex, yeah. location, age, sex, location. It's just like, yeah. who are you? What sex are you? Are you a chick? How old are you? That's all it is. Like, <laughs> that's all it was. It was just, just like, re- like an, uh, yeah, like, oh, it's God. crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. To reference, you're talking to a hundred strangers at once, and it's just like well, totally. And you're eleven. Dangerous. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, we're we're really. I mean, that's kind of another thing to hit back on that log the fuck off thing they refer to the internet as the pornography box and really like it's funny but the research into like technology and shit like that the vcr was helped along by pornography and so was the dvd player and so was um, i guess like uh what's it like pay-per-view and um yeah you order it directly and so is the internet and so it's this weird, and uh, you know, because wasn't the thing like uh, that? Like there was a battle between VHS and Betamax, and then porn decided to go with VHS, and that's why VHS won that like battle. That might be Are you serious? serious. I think I mean, I've, I've, I've heard I that. I don't know if it's true. I would believe it. I think I've heard also that like there was a few major studios that decided to go with VHS. And I think also cost was a thing, but I have no doubt that if, you know, that would have had a significant sway on it, 
because that also coincided with when pornography was made legal. Like, pornography was made legal only like a decade or so before that, I think. Maybe a couple decades. But porn was illegal in the United States for a long time. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, at, at any rate... Uh, I mean, so we don't have to get into how the internet is 50% porn, at least. Like, oh, way more than yeah, that. We, yeah. 5%. And I'm, well, because here's what I want to say. It's like when I first started with the internet in AOL, like it was more, it was about nerdy shit. Like, because here's the thing is you could find, like there were like, uh, weren't there, am I fucking making this up? Wasn't like when you could, when you went into the like chat room, menu there were like categories right it'd be like yep. entertainment yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. sports and so i would find transformers chat rooms where we would talk about beast wars and stuff and then like you'd get somebody to email you a picture of optimus prime and it would take 10 minutes to download yeah. and you'd see sections of it you know, from top to bottom as it loaded speaking of, of the internet and it being slow like i remember you couldn't it was connected to the phone. So you couldn't make phone calls while, at least in my house, yeah, oh, while yeah. you were online. Yeah. What's wrong with this phone? It's making crazy noises. Those crazy noises are computer signals. Yeah, some guys at MIT are sending us reasons why Captain Picard is better than Captain Kirk. <laughs> They're out of their minds. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then also the little dial-up thing of the guy running on AOL. Yes. Of course. No, those chat rooms are dangerous, though. I mean, and that's that was that's like oh. not even the tip of the iceberg. Let me now tell you like something. Iceberg. Real, my wife and her friend, like when they were younger, when they like junior high age, they would they what's that? They to Catch catch a predator people. It, no, they to catch a predator dudes. On chat rooms and made and gave them the address of neighbors that they knew were like adults without children and stuff like that, and they would have pedophiles come to these neighbors' houses, be answered by some old person without children and be like, totally, like, watch it. Like, and they, they, they would do this for kicks. They were just like, it, it was totally fucking dangerous and so fucking scary. And then like, they had one come, like, I, it, it, just like crazy random shit. Like, but there were so many of them in the area that they could just totally catfish them and come make them like Tim. I mean, you were, do you know, I do Tim, you're dying over there with like, do you have any more like detailed stories of this? Like, wasn't there some silly. I was around at the time. I was around at the time when they were doing this, they were, uh, right. You were friends with both of them at the end. Yeah. This is like, yeah, they, (laughs) they would just like go on the fucking, like the explicit, like chat rooms that were explicitly for pedophiles. Like, <laughs> was that one of the categories? I missed that. Like, well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a wild west, like, they, for real, man. Like, they didn't they give a fuck about nothing. Into all that that's all that they were, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it was, and like, then, it was like wishful thinking that AOL had that people would just talk about sports, you know? Yeah, well, it's funny. Moderators grew out kind of naturally out of the internet because. Because apparently, otherwise, there was only justice delivered by teenage girls. <laughs> well, that makes me think. Makes the funniest think thing like, We were that age, and it was like new and everything. I mean, we were part of being like the first generation to go through that while you're growing up and everything means your parents didn't have a fucking clue. And we kind of like, yeah. for like a minute there, had like 
a serious upper hand on society. That's what the movie Hackers is about. The historical documentary Hackers starring Angelina Jolie. <laughs> guy. They're hackers. Hackers penetrate and ravage private and publicly owned computer systems. Hack the planet. Hack the planet! It's not just something they do. Sure this sweet machine's not going to waste. Are you challenging me? <laughs> It's who they are. Well, just like I, I think about how like that movie and then the show Catfish happened like I don't know a long time after that, over ten years after that, and like they were doing that, they were like the like <clears throat> tween to, tween to teen girls were the original catfishers, like literally just For to real. like troll to troll pedophiles and then like watch them pull in, get confused, and leave. With like a tray of cookies. Oh God! You know how you order a tray of cookies to a neighbor's house? That's so prevalent and like, oh my God! It just like like just pedophiles running around everywhere, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's just it. Just freaks me the fuck out. Oh my God! Yeah. And these little kids, these babies now—they were born into a world where there's like. Everything and they're on on the tablets and the and it's, everything and they talk. It's, <laughs> Little it's, kids in my life have been like since they were like three four. They're not talking to anybody. They don't even under. They don't have the skills yet or like the comprehension of like you're not actually you don't actually have an audience. But they're like, hey guys, click right. and subscribe oh, below. And <laughs> it's like, Jesus. oh my god, you that know? does get like immediately ingrained. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, my, I, we try to do a good job of not, like, exposing our children to the internet as much as we can, but it's also technically the internet when we're using our fire stick. And it's also, like, I mean, like we said earlier, it's the, you know, it's a harbinger of joy and doom, you know? You can't yeah. outrun it. It's what we're doing now is the fucking internet. Listen and understand that Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. So that's a good way for me to get into the, can we, can we get into the joy bit of the yeah. internet a little bit? Cause, <clears throat> cause uh, we, we had talked about pedophiles and, and speaking about pedophiles, uh, Matt Gates, Gats, Gets this, this weirdo from Florida. So this is I the the what he did in and of itself is not important to what I want to talk about. But for a little background, he's a, a Republican congressman from Florida who uh, got in a shouting match with a black Democratic congressman from Louisiana because um, he was the uh, he the I, I don't know what exactly happened. Uh, the dude from Louisiana had said something like, you don't know what it's like. Uh, to have black children out there. And then Matt Gates, this like MAGA Republican, got super pissed and he's like, You're saying none of us have children of color? And then uh, he was like, I've, I'm not trying to get bogged down into talking about what color your kids are, Matt. And it's just blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter. But then everyone was like, uh, Matt Gates, you're like 38 and single. So what the fuck are you talking about? Having kids of color? So then he just popped out with this 19 year old dude. Uh, named Nestor, who apparently is his son that he adopted from Cuba when he was 12. 
Nestor is the light of my life. I couldn't imagine him loving, loving him any more if he was my own flesh and blood. I've raised him for the last six years, uh, and he is just the most remarkable young man. But then, like, also he was his page and, like, you know, had previously referred to him as his helper and his, uh, uh, and, and, like, just called him, like, a local student in one, like, social media ad. So, like, there was, like, whatever. That's a whole thing. But, supremely like, weird is supremely that's, weird. That's, Every that, red flag that's is the, waved. Yeah, on that it, one. That's yeah, horribly. And that's why I, when I saw that that he had tweeted that, I was filled with joy. Like just the most hateful Schadenfreude joy a man could ever experience, because <laughs> I knew that Twitter was going to clown on this motherfucker so hard. I was going to be laughing for weeks. Like, and it, was, and it did not disappoint. He was literally like, let me introduce my large adult Cuban son to win an argument against a black guy. Who, like, <laughs> by the way, I adopted him when he was 12 from Cuba when I was 31. Like, oh, it was so beautifully weird and just the perfect thing to just keep me occupied all day in quarantine. <laughs> Do you know what schadenfreude is? No, I do not know what schadenfreude is. Please tell me because I'm dying to know. It's a German term for shameful joy, taking pleasure in the suffering of others. Oh, come on, Lisa. I'm just glad to see him fall flat on his butt. He's usually all happy and comfortable and surrounded by loved ones, and it makes me feel... What's the opposite of that shameful joy thing of yours? Sour grapes. Boy, those Germans have a word for everything. Well, the beautiful thing about the internet is that, like, everybody has a voice in some sense, which also can be bad, but it can be good in the sense that most people all throughout history, (laughs) the vast majority of people have not had any kind of voice at all. So there's this powerful tool now that gives literally everyone everywhere some kind of public platform. And you can take bad people down with that and we can exchange ideas. I think a really cool thing about it, you know, since we're trying to do this podcast and everything, it goes into that is like it has opened up a lot in terms of people who are creative can make a name for themselves or get their whatever they do, creative endeavors or otherwise out there that in the past, you know, wouldn't have never been possible. And so there's less of a grip on who can influence the culture, you know? Yeah, it's I really, think I think it's cool. It's like a watershed moment, like for DIY to like be able to do all this stuff on the internet. And then yeah, there's like, true. yeah. I mean, what, what we're doing now, like I said, is as everything to do with how the internet has progressed. And yeah, it does. I mean, you know, I mean, shit. I mean, like when we were all dicking around in our teenage bands, like we, the internet had come along. I mean, like we were, I mean, fuck, I mean, were we putting, no, we weren't putting music on the internet, right? No, I mean, but, but we, we all we had were, websites. We all had websites. Guys, Napster. He goes to Napster.com to get all the music he wants and he doesn't pay for it. I remember, let's, let's name them. There was Napster, obviously. LimeWire. Fair share. Um, what we what was the one we just said? Uh, Soul Seek, obviously, was Kazaa. Did anybody ever use Kazaa? Oh yeah, Kazaa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used Kazaa for a long time. 
this is I'll really aging us well. Metallica mm-hmm. are a bunch of assholes. Yeah, that's, because you know, I was like a thirteen-year-old kid, and then you have these millionaires come out and basically shame every thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> it freaking logs on for Metallica. I love everything you do, except for that bad show you hosted. You know what? Maybe I wouldn't have to whore myself out if you kids didn't steal my music. Uh, whoa. <laughs> We're not stealing, okay? We're just sharing with each other, you know? So it's like if I take this soda can right here, take a sip out of it. Oh my God! I'm sharing my soda with Lars Ulrich! (laughs) And you know what? I'm just sharing 10 years of groupies with you, frat boy. (laughs) I kind of agree with those guys now, though. I kind of do too, and that's a a sort of vibe. DIY and the internet in this era is that it's the same as everything else where it hurts physical like exchanges. You know what I mean? The internet people, the Silicon Valley goons get a bunch of money and we don't get a lot. It's like Spotify, like even Taylor Swift, you know, had to go and have a protest against Spotify because of how little they're getting paid. So we have this double edged sword again of like, we can put all this wonderful music and art and, all this kind of stuff out there, but we don't get paid the way that, you know, it's like back in the day, a touring band would go on tour and sell a bunch of their records. You know what I mean? And now people right. just you know, band camp and band camp is cool. Like band camp does their best to uh, make sure artists get paid. But, you know, you know but it was right. something that like, I'm sorry, at the time you'd have to go to the mall and buy a CD mm-hmm. that maybe you liked a couple songs on for like $25 for that bullshit. Yeah. Like they had it yeah. coming. Yeah, if I'm no, coming. Like, and, sorry. And I will say, like, just I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, just real fast. It does bum me out that Metallica is so lame about Napster, even if I do kind of see their point now, because it kept me from listening to Kill Em All for way too long, and that record fucking shreds. <laughs> Hit the lights <laughs> is a fucking banger. <laughs> personality and you're all your like music is about like and loosely like 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 you know um fuck society and railing against society and then you're like i'm not making enough millions of dollars (laughs) you know like like you just look like a fucking pig you know here's the thing is hold on one second because like if they were like because they were also like i mean i I'm gonna like probably not give this dude the benefit of the doubt and assumes the assume this comes from a place of greed, but like if the message had not been like if only Metallica's music was being stolen and that dude was complaining, I would be like, "Fuck you! I don't care. You're already rich." But the problem is not that you can steal Metallica's music. The problem is you can steal everyone's music, which yeah. like could, means a lot to like. Now, do does Lars Ulrich know or care about that? Probably not. But is it like a valid point? I think so.
about the time where people were really stealing grassroots kind of stuff? I, I, I was stealing like Britney Spears and, you know. It's Britney, bitch. Beyond her or any any of the, the faces to it, it was the industry that really got fucked. You know, I mean, they, they had to really change. They don't, they're not as dominating as they once were because of this technology. They had to bend and, and, and now, you know, they still make their money. They found a way to adapt, but I mean, it really, it brought it to its knees. That's, it really it just, it. it ended up doing what everything else doing is it made like the richest artists richer and the poorer artists poorer because it totally right. like being able to manipulate streaming platforms or like music sharing right. apps like has like totally influenced how many records you can sell right, right. true well that's another thing that i mean i feel like i don't know dan and i've talked about before Com- the old internet it like being at the wild wild west so open now they have us funneled into like a handful of websites you know and it's very controlled in that yeah. sense. They call it uh, walled gardens, I believe, is the technical term that they use. But that's like what... I miss logging into really, like, long URLs that you, like, still <laughs> had memorized just... somehow. Yeah. I was just like going to say, Maddox. like... Maddox.xmission.com. Oh yeah. Maddox. Oh, my God. I, like, how... Like, I only... It's so weird because so many people, like, I don't, I have this laptop, okay, but it's technically my wife's and I, I just don't use it. I literally don't use it for right currently other than like this. This is all I use it for right now. So my, everyone's phone is their computer these days. It used to be your computer was your computer, obviously, which sounds very old, but like, you know, they, you don't log into websites anymore. Now it's all just apps. So you're just going on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and you're not going to websites, actual, like, you're not, you know, I mean, you open up the Google app or whatever, and like, you can go to websites, but I swear to God, there's like maybe two websites I go to anymore. It used to be where like, I'd have, a, you know, you'd have bookmarks of websites that you would visit on like, right. you know, absolutely now. You, you kind of have to yeah. have one because if you're anything that you're doing, you need to like have a website, but like how many, how much traffic does a website really get? It's social media now. Yeah. You're like any kind of entity, you know? I find that now. I I wake up like, and I like, while I'm having like my morning, now I have fucking tea because my stomach is fucked up. But when I'm having my morning tea and like, I just like, I'm going to do my rounds on the internet. And then that just, turns out to be like checking my email and then twitter whereas before it used to be like five different things see if Aquid updated you know or all that shit like but there were so many uh can we get into web comics web comics baby shout out to Aquid and nothing nice to say nothing nice to say actually exposed me to some of the punk bands like Dillinger 4 and against me for the first time Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have found yeah. out those bands without uh, nothing nice to say. No shit. Yeah. Very formative. Honestly, Penny, I was. They, I mean, did you, any of you actually read Penny Arcade? Because that was like oh, the I first. Penny Arcade, yeah. uh, Penny Arcade was awesome. Like, it, I, and I was like, I was actually getting Game Informer or whatever. It might have been called something else at the time. I think it turned to Game Informer. I forget, but like the magazine, the video game magazine, I had like 
uh, you know, if you got the GameStop card, you'd get a free subscription or whatever. So I, for like a year, I would get these magazines and, uh, they'd have Penny Arcade in the, in, you know, in their magazine. And then you could, you know, you'd find out that it's actually a web comic that goes on, you know, all the time. And it was, I think one of the, wasn't it one of the first web comics, if not, it has to be like, like not the first, probably the first and longest, definitely the first video game like web based web comic or whatever. I don't know. But web comics were a huge thing for like, I don't know if it was for everybody. Like Sarah, did you have any web comics that you frequented? No, not really. No. Nothing. See, like that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's mostly like a subculture kind of thing. Like you read the nerd a, or a punk that read these web comics. To, to get into web comics. But I mean, that was an example of the internet kind of like, like oh we can host pictures now so comics you know yeah um but it's funny you bring up penny arcade because they're one of the first examples that i could think of of somebody getting canceled that i was following they got canceled canceled yeah really they got canceled and uh so no shit. And i, I didn't know about, this what did they get canceled for oh it was a million years ago i'm not even gonna go into it because it's stupid oh but well it's off air you gotta tell me back this was back when that was like a new concept and, you know, we were talking about social media, and I think a lot of us, the first social media site I was ever on was MySpace, right? Oh, yeah. I never had yeah, a MySpace, yeah. actually. Really? Bullshit. Oh, okay. I, yeah, you're I didn't. So cool. I Fuck you. you. You can believe okay. me or not, but I didn't. My, like, so when MySpace came out, I think I was like a sophomore in high school or something like that. And I remember thinking a couple things. First of all, like, what, the, what, what is this? You know, I, I had no clue. And then I like would like see other people's sites and be like, why? Like with all like the friends, you know, you have friends and stuff like that. It was like the first time I think that kind of um, format was, yeah. or at least was really popular. And I remember being like, why would I do this just to like solidify on paper or, or like on you know, in public, like just how much of a geek I am, like why? And then as soon as like, finally I got one and then it was like, oh no, everybody just adds each other. And it has, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I remember like fucking our school tried to, tried to get us to not do it. So they would like suspend girls for having uh, MySpaces. It sounds and, like, like a Catholic what? school, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I went to I went to all girl Catholic school, and I oh like looking God. back at that. Like, Dude, Catholic school is insane, especially ancient motherfuckers. Like you're not like the cat's out of the bag. Like how, how like how little Jesus. foresight. Yeah, the, the no girls would get like suspended, and then they'd have to like delete their page, and, but then they of course would start another one, and like it is. Did like, you it have just, one? Did you have one? Eventually, yeah. Eventually, I got one. Sure. Yeah. And did you get funny, suspended? Like, well, no, by the time I had one, it was like they gave up because oh. what, you know, what you we can't suspend the whole school. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So for the first time, we're going to hear from someone involved in the case, an exclusive interview with a young woman who says she created this page to trick a 13 year old St. Louis girl who later killed herself. The reason that Penny Arcade and them being canceled reminded me of MySpace is because I was actually canceled on MySpace way back in 2010. And uh, that was the first time- This delights I me. I can't wait to hear this. Well, you I don't know this story? Man? You never heard this? This was you No, I don't think so, unless you tell me. Uh, maybe I'll remember. We're all condemned, just FYI. Yeah, Sex Bunker was also condemned. 
and yeah, it was. Uh, maybe I'll post it in the notes of the podcast. There's a, it's still online. An open letter to the Gacy Hole, which was the original name. I don't punk venue. Um, oh yeah, it's a long, dumb, and complicated story, and uh, it probably deserves a chunk in an episode that we do about punk at some point, maybe. But uh, yeah. Long and short of it is, it was very strange to wake up and see. I don't even know how I found out about it. It must have been via MySpace, but to see basically a whole MySpace page dedicated to calling me and my band and the venue that I lived at. Rapist Nazis. Rapist Nazis. Yes, we were all. Oh rapists. yeah. Um, I did forget about this. And you know what? I really take I really take offense to that because he's not a rapist Nazi. He's just a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, official position of the internet or official position of the podcast. The internet is the internet is fake shit. The internet is this podcast is the internet now. But I, you should go on with the story of being canceled on MySpace. This is all due to is where you left off. It was all due to. Um, a hat that said Dirty Snatch on it that came from a bachelorette party that someone was wearing and uh, also a uh, a young punk came with a uh, another young punk who happened to be Jewish and he was wearing something that was deemed inappropriate by a bunch of other people for being anti-Semitic despite the fact that he was there with his Jewish friend and then there was violence immediately. And then I woke up the next day after trying to prevent bloodshed in my home to being called out on the internet. And, uh, you know, I eventually went around and talked to a lot of people and we had a long, it's, re was... it's real because that will damage a reputation. And we mm. did have to go and rebuild relationships and rebuild our reputation based off something so frivolous. But also here's my, my historical materialist, point of the day all those people that canceled us after Rahm Emanuel came along in 2012 during the NATO protests and closed a bunch of punk venues and more radical spaces and we still had our space all those people that canceled us eventually came and had shows came at back. our space yeah and that's triumph, crawling back triumph of materialism over ideology well so. also like the real root of it was the People who did it uh, at the time were also throwing shows and they were charged in the same neighborhood charging. And we came in and we just had shows and they were free. So it came down to that. We, yeah. were, cutting in, we were cutting into their, their uh, materialism yeah. over idealism because yeah. we were ideological and opposed to capitalism, even if I didn't call myself a socialist then. We didn't want to charge for shows. We never wanted to do anything more than make sure the band had something to eat and some gas in their tank. We never took a dime towards rent from any show that we did because I learned to hate capitalism from growing up in America. And then punk just helped me sharpen that hatred for capitalism into a nice sharp point. Uh, it always comes back to the money. Yeah, it always does. And I'm glad I didn't realize it then, but that's what was happening when I got canceled. So, uh, Dirty snatch hats for all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just crazy, man, because the 2040 should go down like in, uh, you know, like in the books. It's like an odd, like as a DIY space in the 2000s in Chicago that like really 
I mean, like, it was probably yeah. very formative for so many fucking people. On the oh, yeah, radar. that was. It, it was, it was oh, we were under a different name, and, you know, we we really kind of had different relationships afterwards. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It's something that I always think about. Um, Man. And, you know, what's funny, speaking of MySpace, when I go back to read that article, when I want to, or that letter, open letter to me, I wish there was, I wrote a response and I can't find it. And then they wrote a response to my response, which is no longer online. But, uh, Damn. yeah. Uh, but I go back to the MySpace page for the open letter to the Casey hole. And on the top eight of that page, I'm like, okay, so you played at our house. You played at our house. You're also canceled and played. At our house. You <laughs> yeah. played at our house. You played at our house, you played at our house, and I know you. Like, <laughs> so that's hilarious. The internet, I think, also always tells on itself, at least a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you gotta think about like who, like people be, who are willing to do that. Like, whack. I mean, you're just a whack person. <laughs> like, and it's just all about self-inflation at that point. Yeah, it's ego. And he, mm-hmm. it really is like you get a dopamine hit from getting likes and replies. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. They've made it, they've like formulated it to mm. mess with us psychologically and to get us addicted. And TBH, Twitter's my favorite out of the big three Facebook, Instagram. Honestly, like I am like shooting up Twitter into the vein under my dick. Like I am. <laughs> really 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 on twitter way way too much it just makes me laugh all the time like it's like my my main source of using one to me i don't know i can't get it's just it's my main source of lulls like so many funny people are on there and it's i don't know like it's brain poison for sure especially when things are trending that stress me out super bad like yeah Hilarious like, things will trend. I'm yeah, sure there's some yeah. reason, but it cracked me up the other day. Hashtag RIP Taco Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. A guy, Taco Bell's amazing a guy, and alive. Sure, less oh, were, funny. I don't even want to talk about why. They were no. it's, just, Taco Bell. it's just hilarious. No, Taco Bell is Taco Bell is canceled <laughs> now, Ben. I'm sorry. What? Taco Bell is yeah. alive and well. What did they do? As the only Mexican in the podcast, I'm not expect. I didn't expect you to be uh, so upset about Taco Bell being. Let's canceled. not forget. All right, one key characteristic trait of my persona is that I'm very frugal. I'm cheap <laughs> as fuck, man. And when it comes to Taco Bell, man, they got a bitchin' dollar menu. I'll tell you. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Sorry to use the word. Sorry to use the word bitchin', Sarah. I didn't. Mean it. That canceled. was an appropriate context. You're kind. You're canceled, Ben. Thank you. Um, I, I canceled that. Ben. I canceled Ben. Um, every day. <laughs> Ben's already canceled for eating Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just it cancels my Mexican ethnicity. Whoa, that's a word. Ethnicity. We're getting out the calipers to to determine who is allowed to like Taco Bell and who is not. Ah, sir, phrenology was dismissed as quackery 160 years ago. Of course, you'd say that. You have the brain pan of a stagecoach tilter. It's tasty. It is. The thing about Doritos Logos Tacos, man, give me a break. Ugh, best of both worlds. Look, man, this thing of like also like canceling brands or companies or whatever, like, 
I know it's like a cliche to know to say like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. But do you really think like you're doing anything good by going to like Michael's over Hobby Lobby because they like pursued over like you know uh, 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 having to buy birth control for their employees? And not well, only that, I just have- look, when you do when when a hashtag comes out like that, it only helps Taco Bell. Oh yeah! I swear, way more people didn't get like a oh I'm now I'm gonna boycott Taco Bell. They got a huh I I really like a Cruncher Supreme right now, and they fucking went and they bought it. You know what I mean? Or ever since you guys brought up fuck you, I'm going to Taco Bell, which is yeah the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since you guys mentioned Taco Bell, I'm already I've been considering drunk driving to the Taco Bell to get there, (laughs) and there's nothing problematic about that whatsoever. Nothing. You know that kind of is your god given. Right as a man from the southwest suburbs of Chicago, <laughs> drunk driving to Taco Bell is the is the town pastime of worth. <laughs> really? It's on their crest. It's on. It's on the town crest. It's why they. Drunk guy. It's why Worth was ahead of the curve and disbanded their police department way before anyone else because and they yeah, just needed five drunk Taco Bell. <laughs> Sir, drop the chalupa. Put it down and back away. Sir, don't be silly. Drop the chalupa. I said, drop the chalupa. Put it down, man. Yeah, drop the chalupa. Just about, uh, you're saying Twitter confuses you. I downloaded um, a couple, like a maybe like a year ago. I did Snapchat, and I was look. It took me so long. To, my brain is just not like it. Like it's an it's an older brain now. And I was I looked yeah. at it. I looked at the app, and I was like, I was born in the 1900s. I do not understand name. this. To save my life. I don't. I, I I was like, there's not enough buttons. I don't know. I don't know how to navigate this thing. No nah, man. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I know. It, I know exactly one. what you mean. Like it's all the these hardest like, one. Yeah. All these zoomer not user apps. friendly. What isn't Twitter? It is kid. The kids get it. Oh yeah, no. Here's the thing. All right, Snapchat is good. Let me just say this: Snapchat is good for filters, for photo filters. It like when you go to the camera option, there's that. And Facebook, same thing. Basically, kids find out what apps are good for taking like for funny photo effects. I just want to get that out there. That's what's like crack like phone usage for kids. Clips. Snapchat. I, th- I feel like Snapchat is dead, and it didn't last a while. Now TikTok is the is the jam. Like I all just these downloaded TikTok today, actually. All oh, these boy. apps that are like made for people who are younger than me, like Sarah said, have too few buttons. <laughs> like I don't know how to work them. Like, am I supposed to think at this motherfucking thing? Like, what do I do? <laughs> That's our AOL. Yeah, well, it all involves a series of swipes that you all you just have to intuit from the ether some fucking how like like you just have to be like, oh, yeah, I guess I have to fucking swipe diagonally and then make a check mark like the fucking Nike symbol to make this thing open or something. I don't even know how that's how Snapchat works. You have to swipe and like to get to different chats and shit. And it makes no sense. We're all so old. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. Creepy thing about Snapchat, if 
you don't know to go in and turn the setting off, it lets everyone know where you are physically. Did y'all know that? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing about the nope. internet that we haven't really It brings out. up a map. You have a little, you have a little emoji that like looks like you. And I didn't know it at first, and then I was just like fucking around wow, with it. Uh... Like, you could turn it off. But uh, yeah, it, it pulls it up. It's like Harrison Park, and who's near you? What? Your friends? Yeah. Honestly, calling That's the internet crazy. Calling the internet the pornography box at this point is a little too generous. It's the pedophilia box now. Well, it is, but it's also yeah. the, the surveillance box. Yeah, it's yeah. the NSA box. Yeah, like at true. a certain point yeah. in our lives, hmm. internet- this is the box that watches me watch porn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the box that makes Sometimes it. Sometimes I just throw a little I, I, wink at the camera I, I, right as I'm shooting my load. It's really like like on my mind a lot lately just because, I mean, as time goes by, there's more and more little kids in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is terrifying. I mean, it's just, it's it's all geared to, the, to, to them at their age group where they're going to be oblivious about certain things and then super tuned in to other things and i mean and like and predators i don't know i mean i'm sounding like a something like my no, I'm, I was I'm telling you sarah like it. you're right you're dead nuts on because like in in when i go when we go back to school if we go back to school in the fall like my classroom is going to have minimal computer time like as little as i can use and like still like get by because they are fucking vulnerable yeah. And they and they cannot. They're just. It's not their fault. They're just not developmentally ready to have the entire fucking world at their yeah. fingertips and no like nannyware or any or like school software to keep like bad shit out is good enough to like no. outsmart a curious third grader. Like Even they're gonna the- find horrible shit. And I've seen it. I've seen like I've had to like look at the fucking histories of kids who's gotten who have gotten in trouble with this shit. And it's like. They fucking look up terrifying shit because they have little kid brains that are just Jesus. not ready to have like a world of horror at their fingertips. I was surfing the net last night and I saw some things. Some things came up that made me feel really lousy. Oh, I think I know what you mean. I was embarrassed. I'm glad no one was with me or saw it. You know, that happened to me once too. I was really uncomfortable of what I saw. Yeah, and I mean, and even the most disciplined, on top of it, parents or adults in that kid's life are gonna miss it, miss something. You know, like mm. it just, it just, it just is how it is. I mean, it just is so, so scary to me. I don't know. I mean, well, I feel like we never grappled with the effects of fucking television. You know what right? I mean? Yeah. And now we're just on to like. You know, television on crack. Yeah. For real. Television on crack and LSD and steroids. And really, we, the thing of it is. Jesus. Like, the trajectory, I'm just going to say real quick, though. The trajectory of. I was going to say, like, like, I feel like our age, like, Jesus Christ, we were fucked. Like, TV was at its, like, prime, went before the internet when we were kids. And then, yeah. like, as we were getting into adolescence, the internet broke, and it was like, Jesus, like, we saw the, ah, it was so weird. I, I, I don't know. Think what a time to be alive. 
Yeah, you're right about that, Ben. We went from having our households dominated by the TV to having our households dominated by the internet. Like exactly. But I mean, I, I, think, I just like I think these little kids are more are are just worse off, way worse off than we were. Because I think about like I saw stuff I shouldn't have seen. I had people talking to me who shouldn't have been talking to me. And my oh, yeah. had, like, one computer in the house, and it was like like I said, the phone got like got you couldn't make calls and it was in, it, yep. i didn't have a computer in my room it was in the middle of the living room and i still had and my parents were like i mean they were like they're boomers so they didn't there's a thing but like they didn't know what the fuck it was but at the same time is like that seems like a really exposed way to be on the internet like oh the phone doesn't work you know if you're on it and you're in the middle of the living room and still still you know and then now kids have their own phones and they're in their bed and nobody, yeah. you know, I mean, nobody knows it, who, if they're on or what they're doing or you know, anything like that. I mean, it's, it's it, I don't know. These kids are going to be. Uh, I don't know if I should. I don't know if this is like, you guys remember cyber sex? The girls of the internet. Ooh, I go online with them any day. I've yeah, never, never cybered. Have you cybered, Ben? I've totally I cybered. Totally cybered. Have you really? Yeah. I totally did. They're in probably right. I want to so- hear about Ben Cyber no. real bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's totally just horny, like, a, what, 12, 13-year-old, like, AOL chat room. Like, I have no problem owning up to this. It was, like, a totally, like, I don't know. It was, like, like we said, the Wild West of the Internet. And you would find, Who did you, like, who did you have cyber sex with? He thought so he was having cyber it, sex with a girl his own age. Probably a sweaty forty-year-old man in his yeah, basement. Right. This wasn't like, someone you knew. This wasn't oh, someone no, you course. knew. Nope, definitely Dude, not. You, you absolutely were talking to like a pedophile. Uh, you have a seat right there, please. Probably, it's a- absolutely. But it's like it, it, it gets so it gets weirder because. Uh, role playing, text role playing was a big thing for nerds in AOL chat rooms where you would literally like it was a fantasy world, man. It was like an escape. It was like Second Life is a big thing today. My sister actually is huge on, you know, she's addicted to Second Life. And uh, like it was like the text version of Second Life. You would go into chat rooms and pretend, you know, you. It was like role playing as you know, like some whatever niche character from whatever nerd thing you were into. There'd be X Men role playing chat rooms, and you would all pretend to be X Men in a thing. You guys never heard of these role playing chat rooms in AOL? Well, I, mean, I mean, rings a bell. Yeah. But at any rate, you got real down and I, dirty with somebody. Yeah, some like I mean, like yeah, absolutely. Like there was so, so like, like, like I rubbed my pee pee on your butt. <laughs> no, it gets weirder than that. So we were in character as the X Men characters that we created in this chat room. <laughs> I have an important. Nerd, I have an important nerd question. So were yes. you uh, were you established X Men characters, or did you invent your own mutants for this? I actually life? think I actually what I actually this is horrible. None of this can make the podcast. None of this. 
You can't. You can't, <laughs> you can't don't start nothing. You can't finish, boy. No, hey, dude, no. Don't be a tease with me. this fucking story of all things. All right, I was a big fan of. I, I did not create an original. I did role play as an original X Men character at times, but I was a big fan of Iceman for the X Men. Bobby Drake. He was my guy. I thought he was the coolest one, and so I was Bobby Drake, and she was Phoenix, Jean Grey, but Jean. probably totally a man. <laughs> so, that's still that's still pretty hot, Bobby Drake. And- yeah. And Phoenix okay, getting, cool. getting on. When you're and here's the thing. <laughs> here's I mean, because here's what's creepy is like when like to solidify relationships you know, like that on the it, internet. All of it is really, creepy. Man. I mean, it's all, all creepy. creepy. I get it. I get it. It's all very creepy. But to solidify relationships like that on an, the internet, because this was like you know spanning time. It's not like we just it, you know like. So like Hold on, there I would be, ask you know, you would email, you would email each other pictures though is what would happen, not naked pictures, but just pictures of yourself. What do you look like, you know? And there were like I did get multiple, very many pictures like that were like webcam pictures of one individual girl. So I'm pretty sure it really was this girl. I'm sure. Are you? I don't know. What? Are you an idiot? Of course. I'm no. telling you though. I we would like exchange pictures all the time though. I'm telling you, it was like. Hey, dude, I, I am totally willing to believe that I was catfished. Don't get me wrong. I have so many questions. I was, told you, I was like, I was twelve, I think, maybe thirteen. All right, this question number two: How long did you okay. talk to this person before you cybered? A long time. Like, I mean, like I'm telling you, months. It was like it was so lame, Tim. I'm telling you, this was early internet when like we, you would have so, re- like this was an on. internet girlfriend of mine. Like I would tell people I, I had have... a girlfriend, but she was on the internet. She lives in Canada, met her at Niagara Falls. You wouldn't know her. I have more questions. I'm not done. Oh boy. How? <laughs> oh yeah. In this whole time. Oh, Let I, me tell Jesus, you this. Man. I was so young. This whole time. Tim. Hold on. No, Let me I'm tell you this done. real quick. I'm... Shut the fuck up, Tim. So there was a news on Fox News. A report came out on cybering. Like, the dangers of cybering. Like, do you know what your kids are doing in the internet? I told you last night. No. And I got, like, I was, my parents were in the room. And I got sweaty. Because I was like, are they going to out me on Fox News? Is my screen name going to show up? Oh lord! Uh, yeah, that's. I am not embarrassed about this. Like, I was a fucking horny twelve-year-old, like new to the oh, internet. It's honestly it's not our fault. We shouldn't be it's embarrassed. Not our fault. We were kids. No, no, I'm not saying you should be embarrassed, Ben. I'm just no, gobsmacked. Don't shame uh, me, all right? I'm not shaming you. I'm shaming the fucking pedophile who catfished you by I pretending to be a female X man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, again, your childhood would have said fucking Lovecraftian nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) You all threw rocks at each other and fucking cybered with pedophiles as X-Men characters. It's horrific. (laughs) It's amazing you're as well adjusted as you are. Oh my God. Honestly, to like, to like bring it back up, that is also like, 
one of the great things about the internet is every freaky weirdo like uh, you know at least like i mean there's all the horrible ones and we could talk about them forever but there's also like the harmless ones who probably would have gone their whole life like living in like toledo or whatever without meeting anyone who shared their weird kink hey dan ready for the game i'm just finishing up here with my new kayaking friends kayaking friends on your computer yeah i just got america online who like have like found so much happiness from finding like people who get turned on by balloons or whatever on the <laughs> internet like balloons you being bob it's a direct reference to a Bob's Burgers episode. Is Bob it really? Well, what else gets you going? Is there anything you're into? Like, uh, I don't know, uh, feet or something? <laughs> Leather? <laughs> Spanking? <laughs> um, I don't really know any others. Well, there's one thing. Glory doesn't know. What? What, what is it? Uh, forget it. You can tell me, Hal. Balloons. What? Balloons! Um, that's great. I Wait, what is that? Let's wrap this episode up, guys. All right. The internet. It's so mostly what? bad. Mostly bad. Yeah, I think Al that's Gore's fair. greatest crime. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. you know, George Bush is a war criminal, but if Al Gore had won. He's a cyber criminal. He's a cyber criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's cybered. Well, this calls for a celebration. I think we did bring it back to like the what we started at the beginning we have our big wet boy as president now and because he leveraged that shit it was it was the perfect combination of material conditions that allowed donald trump to just you know uh and honestly it's funny we kind of that's the thing about twitter it, it's not really good the left is a little too obsessed with twitter such as there is a left um because like we can't differentiate from like strategic discussions and sloganeering online. And so like we fight a bunch of dumb things that like, because we think if somebody questions something, they're not actually committed because we don't have actual political organizations. We just have this loose affiliation of people who like vaguely like Bernie Sanders. Good wrap up. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the other side of that, is that um you know the internet allows us all to be here together guys fucking yeah. a man double-edged sword yeah, like we said it. man you know mostly, it's, uh, it's the i can't believe it it's, it's, it could be very beautiful but it's not. but it's mostly like, gross and dirty like... and a bunch of masturbating guys <laughs> but there's also like the boring things that the internet is good for that we didn't talk about you know what i mean like I do get a lot of information. Cool like, I mean, we didn't even fucking talk about YouTube at all. I mean, YouTube is a huge, huge resource for me. I have learned to fix things in my house that have avoided hundreds of dollars of service-like fees that I well, just look up a YouTube video for. And I think, definitely I think, went negative on this one. Well, but and I think the internet is mostly negative. But I think what we talked about was good because we don't need to talk about the internet as it exists because we're fucking swimming in it. Um, it's around us all the time. We talked about the internet as, as our formative experiences on the internet. And I think that's our unique position in history as a generation that, you know, started with, uh, you know, color TVs and cable being fancy 
going to a 56k modem all the way to now 5g is turning us all into gay frogs or whatever i don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin frogs gay so i i don't know i think i think we did what we need to you don't need to hear what our opinions about the actual internet are because you can log on to the internet and follow tim and sarah on twitter and find out what their opinions on the internet are oh buddy i wipe oh. my twitter and I've, I've i've only retweeted since then because i'm now i'm real paranoid well, it's good. As we discussed, the pornography box has become the surveillance box. Yeah. Also the box. But, uh, you know, there's one thing that I think is I think is fairly light that's tangentially connected to the Internet. But I didn't bring it up earlier. Tim, you you have another grocery store robot story. Oh, and fuck. Yeah. Listeners who have right. been listening to this whole pod will remember the uh, I don't remember the name of the store, but it was stop a and robot. Shop. Stop and shop. The stop and shop robot. Uh, Marty. Marty? His name is Marty, yeah. Uh, Marty, the googly-eyed robot that helps with store cleanup <laughs> and surveillance. Marty. I'm sure, I'm sure Marty, the friendly grocery store robot who happens to be seven feet fucking tall for some reason, is also <laughs> connect, connected to the internet. The internet, without the internet, the grocery store robot would not exist. So, Tim, what's Marty been up to lately? Um, so, my, my, my update... Um, so on a previous podcast, I described Marty, who I very much hate and wish would go away forever. Um, but I said something incorrect about Marty. I said that Marty was eight, was eight feet tall. <laughs> Which is and, insane. And that, Are you going to redact this statement? That may have been... Uh, um, He's actually have, three feet tall. Is that what I you're going to tell us? I may have exaggerated Marty's height a little bit because of how chaotic the moment was. I, in the, the heat of COVID, yeah. <laughs> Marty loomed eight feet tall. I think you actually addressed this in the podcast where I'm like, why is it eight feet tall? And you're like, well, it might yeah. be eight feet tall. Well, but so, what Tim um, forgot to mention was he was on mushrooms at the time. <laughs> so I went. I was at the grocery store again today, and now uh, we've we've all just agreed that a bunch of people are going to die and we're not going to worry about COVID, so nobody was as stressed yeah. out. And uh, I saw Marty again. And I was like, he's not eight feet tall. And I was like, I'm going to walk up to Marty and see how tall he is, really. Um, so I'm about six foot two. Uh, I'm a scotch over six foot two. And Marty is two to four inches taller than me. What? <laughs> so Marty is uh, between six, four and six, six, I would say. Okay. That's still, okay, that's still pretty. That's still a big robot, like for most people, like other than me, I'm a pretty yeah. tall guy, but like, you know, to say Hana, so, so who when is you, five foot when, two, that's a big ass robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looms over her. Did it do anything? So does it interact with you at all? Like did it or just move out of your way or something? No, you can like, you could like run, like, like if you stand in front of Marty, he will run into you. Like it's a fucking bad robot. It is not a good robot at all. It's like an obelisk. It's like just like a... a yeah, he does look like an obelisk. An obelisk with fucking googly point? eyes on him. <laughs> Which just, it's if so could, dystopian. If I could just Honestly, wrap up the... Uh, oh, no, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say I just want to push him over. I just want to like turtle that motherfucker. But I think he's like, <laughs> I think he's like a weeble. Like if I push him over, he'll just pop back up. And also because of the internet, everyone will immediately be alerted that there's a Marty down in this stop and shop. So probably it'll yeah. Everyone will start like all their phones will start dinging like on their Marty alerts or whatever it is. <laughs> At any rate, to kind of wrap up the internet a little bit, uh, one thing I will say as the parent here in the titular Kids Are Asleep podcast is like the one redeeming quality about the internet these days is like as a parent, like it does like it is beneficial, I got to say, when it comes to like parents at work and the one at home or whatever you get to see like, you know, it's it, yeah, it's nice to see what's going on at home, sort of like in a weird way, like what your kids are up to, oh, like by like uh, sending her pictures and FaceTiming and shit like yes, that. Yes, you know exactly all that stuff, yeah. and and just like yeah. you know, Facebook posts, my wife posts of what they're doing, you know, that day. Oh, well, you yeah. know, I don't know. It's a nice oh, way to stay connected that way. Right. Like well, the only reason is I still have a Facebook is so I can see pictures of your kids. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Well, like, that's really it. Because like my sister sent me pictures of my niece and my mom does too. So like it's really like my entire like existence on Facebook is just waiting to see something that, that River or Corbin did really. Exactly. <laughs> they're they're cute. I mean honestly, they 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 create good content and you know. And that is and, the and real. Like, that's what we should be thanking Al Gore for instead of damning him. Mesler, do the outro. Yeah, and you know, we uh, we've to be very meta about it. We've all been able to hang out together during this crisis and do this podcast because of the internet. So, double edged sword. There you go. The bad edge is so big, but the small edge is good, or the opposite edge. I don't know exactly how the double edged sword thing works, but. <laughs> Um, so this, you know, we had no time to be punks. The kids were asleep, so we got drunk and we talked about the internet. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week or the week after whenever we get around to doing episode 12. Adios. See you. <laughs> <laughs>